Just in time. Greetings, everyone. I'm Luke Bryan Smith, and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I believe everyone's doing well and everything is unfolding perfectly. I'm excited yet again because I have an amazing guest who is a non former nonprofit executive mindset coach. Without further ado, Janae Ginocchio. Did I say it correctly? It's Janie. But Janie. yes, you got the last name. You nailed yeah, the last Janie name. That's the Ginocchio. hardest part. <laughs> I apologize, but welcome, Janie. How are you? I'm fantabulous. How are you? Thank you so much for, for having me on. Yes, I'm doing great. And I'm a firm believer that time is one of our most precious assets. So I just want to extend my sincerest gratitude to you once again for sharing a moment of your time here on Enlightened Power Evolved. So let's just get right into it. Share with us some of the magnificent um, um, things that you do and uh, in regards to, I mean, helping people with, I, I see things like you help people with, with identifying the two main drivers of burnout and ways to address them and productivity. I just all kinds of, just give us a little insight on you. Well, I, for a long time, I started my career in, in community newspapers and I saw the impact that nonprofit organizations had on the lives of the people who lived there and the culture of the communities themselves. And so I've always been a passionate advocate for the work that they do. And as I moved out of my media career into nonprofit work, it just that love became even deeper. But I also saw the challenges and the barriers that they often face in terms of uh, capacity building uh, resources and how you have such a group of committed, passionate, mission-driven people that are giving their all, but they're burning out rapidly. And especially with COVID, you know, they've had to meet such increased needs with with sometimes fewer resources. And so the, the burnout's real. Right, and we know that people are uh, leaving the the sector in droves, and 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 that's not what we want to happen. And so, as I made my own uh, personal healing journey through burnout as a nonprofit profit executive, I felt called once I got to the other side of that to share what I'd learned um, to help other nonprofit leaders. Uh, understand what's driving their burnout, how to address it, how to heal it, and then be able to share that with their teams, with their organizations, that healing and have that healing grow into their their the communities and the clients that they serve as well. And so um, I, I wrote a book called From Overwhelmed to Optimized. And, From Overwhelmed um, to, to Optimized. optimized. Yes. And that is where? That is available on Amazon, but you can download a free ebook 
copy of it at www.overwhelmedtooptimized.com, and that is T-O, so overwhelmedtooptimized.com, so you can get a free uh, ebook there. And wow. so from there, I, I saw the, um, I, my partner and I uh, decided that we were going to leave our corporate nonprofit and, and nonprofit jobs and, and start our own social enterprise to help uh, the nonprofits in our state of Arkansas um, to increase their impact by providing them technical assistance, leadership development, and public policy advocacy. So, um, and along with that is one of our guiding principles in a personal passion of mine is raising awareness about the need uh, to address adverse childhood experiences and trauma uh, and, and to be and for our organizations and communities become more trauma aware. So it's it's a lot, but it, it it's all very much heart driven and it, born out of a desire to to create the greatest impact possible. Wow. So when did you say that you left your regular job? So I left, um, we started the Arkansas Nonprofit Initiative back in May. And, oh, so uh, it's we're, just we're, been recent. It's just been recent. And, um, you know, once I, one of the things as part of my latest uh, healing journey through burnout as a nonprofit executive, I realized that um, one of the things that I was experiencing that was driving my burnout was what I would call personal mission drift. And that is basically, um, in a nonprofit organization, what we call mission drift is kind of a, um, can be a death sentence for that organization, because that means that they're moving away from their original intended purpose, their mission into things that are not germane and it leads them astray. Um, and we do that personally as well. We get, um, because of negative experiences or um limiting beliefs or or right. social conditioning or other things we uh become separated from our highest intention um and that north star and so once we become out of alignment with our values um it creates a tension within us because we know unconsciously that that compromising those values is not right it's harmful to us and as we ignore those sim you know those signals of hey we need to address this um we create that stress in our in ourselves and that of course builds on to any other stress you may have in your life um and drives that burnout so, so what i discovered oh, oh i'm sorry go ahead no 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 i just wanted to interject go ahead and finish your your okay. your, uh, your thought so, so my thought was, is that at that point, um, I reached a certain point um, at the beginning of this year where I realized that my highest intention, my North Star was, was to accomplish something much bigger than what my current organization's mission was. So there was a mismatch between the organizational mission and my personal mission. And so I said, okay, now's the time to, to step out and to create the change that I want to see um, on the scale that I want to see it and not um, have to uh, answer to, you know, anyone else's vision. So right, right now, that's very important. But what I wanted to, to ask and everything that you've um, mentioned thus far is just amazing. But what I, I wanted to rewind a bit <clears throat> and just find out the essence of where that whole mindset came from. I mean, what, what's, how did you know to even think like that in, into, uh, um, in regards to like limited beliefs and all that? When did you start? I mean, was there certain books you picked up? I mean, did you have a mentor? I mean, what, or have you always been that way? 
so forward thinking and so uh so um positive affirmative and you know thinking as the way that you are your mindset where did that begin so i'll be honest with you now it hasn't always been that way um right. i had a, a night of and i talk about it in my book um oh, okay you know i i, I have um you know i kind of grew up in a very lonely neglected childhood with you know my own adverse childhood experiences and from that right. um as a response to that as a coping mechanism, I developed this raging case of perfectionism and this driving thought in the back of my head that I'm not worthy. I have to prove that I'm here, right? Um, I have to prove my worth. I have to prove that I'm, you know, that I, I deserve to be here. And that's a very dark place to live in, right? Right. Absolutely. And um, because you're constantly disappointed in yourself, you're constantly disappointed in others. You learn not to trust. It's 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 this whole ball of of trauma sometimes and so um the book that um well i will say in 2017 i was introduced to the concept of adverse childhood experiences and what that is is that was started out as a research study in the 1990s where um the centers for disease control and prevention and kaiser health plans out west uh they surveyed 17,000 kaiser health plan enrollees and asked them 10 questions about things that happened in their childhood um so it ranged uh questions ranged about abuse neglect and then what they called household dysfunction so um did your parents, were your parents separated or divorced? Did you have a caregiver, household family member that suffered from drug abuse or a drug addiction or, or mental illness? Um, did you have an incarcerated family member? Um, did you witness domestic violence in the home? And Trying for to every pick up yes, some type of, uh, yeah, some keys to what might uh, have contributed to the dysfunction. I get it. Yes. yes. Go ahead. And, and so... <laughs> Once um, they they created so every yes answer was a was one point and so you could have what was called an A score from zero to ten, and what they did was they looked at um, people's A scores and then their health claims and what they found was that the higher number of Aces that you had, no matter you know uh, what your race, your education level, your socioeconomic level, your access to healthcare, um, if you had a higher number of Aces, your risk for negative health and mental health outcomes was elevated exponentially right. and so um they've done so much research on this and and basically what it boils down to is as a kid if you don't if you experience all these things and you don't have a caregiver that's there to be safe and supportive and nurturing and to buffer you and protect you from that adversity and to teach you that hey um things are going to be okay and you've got people um that have your back and love you unconditionally and will take care basically of basically a healthy environment um, yes, a healthy, healthy supported, stable foundation. And mm -hmm. yeah, that that's that's amazing. But and what I uh and not to I don't mean to to interrupt you, yeah. but it just triggered a few things. Um I can't speak for most people, but in my experience, um a lot of people have had uh very shaky foundations. I mean, mm -hmm. at the time you don't know because that's mm -hmm. all you know. But then in hindsight, especially when you when you start to uh, work on yourself and elevate, you realize, wow, you know, and and see certain things that continue that keep um, happening in your experience. You you can connect it to a lot of uh, way that you were indoctrinated and programmed, and what you've seen and what happened, and all that. All that connects to especially your formative years. So that's amazing how you know you can uh scientifically you can come up with studies 
to to um, you know to find out. Okay, more than likely a high percentage. If you experience this, if this happened, if this happened, then you're going to turn out like this. And yeah, I know that there's been extensive study, uh, it, it, especially in regards to science and psychology and psychiatry and all that to to to, to yeah. find out. So that that's amazing. Yes. And so that study kind of opened my eyes. And once I started getting into that work, um, the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, K-O-L-K. Um, okay. That is kind of the the Bible for trauma, um, learning about oh, trauma, wow. understanding trauma. Um, and it really, I cried that, all that the is way what, through. again, if you can say the, that book again? The Body Keeps the Score. The Body Keeps the Score by? By Bessel, Dr. Bessel. B is in boy, E, S is in Sam, S is in Sam, E, L. And then Bessel. it's a Dutch, yes, and it's a Dutch name. So D, so D is in dog, E, R, space, V is in Victor, A, N is in Nancy, and then space, K, O, L, K. And that's, it's like, it's a number one uh, New York Times bestseller. It's been like on the wow. bestseller list for in, like In two regards years to now. helping people um, identify and, and uh eradicate uh what trauma mm -hmm. that that's and, and 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 a lot of us do have that yes yes whether we, we do. whether yeah whether we realize it at the time or not yes a lot of our reactions um yes come, come from trauma tra unresolved um yes traumas yes because we're sensitive beings i mean we're, we're we are resilient but we are sensitive so things affect us differently um different things that we've uh, seen and 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 witnessed and been through and been sub subject to affect us all different. So it's it's always good to have a place to go, um, you know, to seek guidance in regards to, um, you know, how to heal and trauma and you know finding other people that have an understanding and a similarity to 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 help. And it seems like um, that you are one of those ones that. Um, people with trauma can go to and find solutions and your book as well. So that is absolutely amazing. Well, go ahead. I just had to say that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. And, and, and um, you know, that's, so that kind of started my journey. I realized, you know, I'd been in therapy in and out my whole life, but it never really right. worked. And then I realized I need a trauma focused therapist. I need someone who specializes in trauma. And so that started my journey. I was in, uh, you know, heavily in therapy for four years. And then um, a bunch of things happened. My mother died, um, first of all. And um, she, we had a very difficult relationship. Um, she was one of my core aces. I'll just put it that way. And so um, having and her, she had a, an, a long illness um, and I was her main caregiver. And so oh. dealing with that anticipatory grief and then all of that, it, it really kind of deepened um, my need for healing. And so I really worked on that and worked on resolving those wounds. And as part of that, as, as I began to come out of the other side, I felt called to kind of share what I'd learned and um, some of the things that helped me heal. Cause I, I tried so many things from, you know, therapy, restorative yoga, uh, mindfulness meditation, you know, right, right. Um, sensory deprivation, you name it. If there was any yeah. kind of research, I was, I was investigating it. And um, as I did that, I decided that coaching 
was something I wanted to explore. And so I got my certifications with an organization called Avalon Empowerment in, in Ontario, Canada. And so I'm triple certified in neuro-linguistic programming, um, quantum oh. change process, and quantum time release, and also in trauma awareness. And so through that process, I learned about the role of the unconscious mind and yes. how it is the the connection between ourselves um, and our current consciousness and our highest self and right. how it works to bring up what we need to resolve. Um, and it, it's not polite um, and can have, you know, and, and can strike at the worst possible times. Um, but learning how to work with the unconscious mind and learning the mechanisms of our patterns, our brain patterns, how our brains work, um, how we use language, how we use our conceptions of time, um, and things from quantum physics, quantum biology, and understanding the interplay of our experience and the creation of limiting beliefs is really where that developed from. Um, and then the other piece in terms of finding our highest intention and using that as our North Star, that came out of um, a leadership uh, program I took um, with my previous job. And it's based on the teachings of uh, Dr. Otto Scharmer at the, at MIT. Um, he's wow. an organizational, uh, you know, he studies organizational theory. And so he came up with this, uh, this theory on leadership in times of disruption that he calls theory, theory, you, the letter U. Right. And um, it teaches leaders to become um, more curious, compassionate, and courageous instead of being cynical, fearful, and judgmental. And so part of the basis of that is that we have to connect to ourselves because part of the problems that we face today is disconnection from self. And so when we connect to that highest intention, that highest North Star, we're connecting to our highest self. And then right. when we use that then to guide our goals, our decisions, how we want to move through this life, then we're greater. If, when, when we're in alignment with that, then we're um, releasing a source, a potential source of tension in mind, body, yes. and spirit. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. And that's just amazing. Um, this similar uh, narrative that I come across often is the people that have seemed like they've had been through the most. There's, there's two ways that that can go. Either they can just self-destruct and just disappear or they become extraordinary and really uh, avid and focused on healing not only themselves, but other people. And I never get tired of just watching that, listening to people that have been through, you know, um, depths of hell and come out swinging and just really advocating for, like I said, not only their own evolution and growth and expansion and healing, but that desire to help other people that have been through or maybe going through what they've been through. And that's just amazing. And I was about to say your name again. Tell me again. Jane. Jane. Janie, see, because yes. I want to keep calling you Janae, and I know people do that often, huh? I know they do because people mispronounce my name all the time. The way it's spelled, they call me. Mm -hmm. It's spelled with an O, so 
Brian, right? But people mm-hmm. call me Byron all the time. So I know it because it, you're it's a brain pattern, right? It's your, a brain, brain pattern, right? Yes. Your, your brain, brain sees it one way. Yeah, Janie. I, I yeah, I want to say Janae. Janie. And that that's good to to meet um someone with a authentic um name that I've never heard before because I've never heard that name before. I've always heard Janae. Oh, really? You know? So Janie, yeah. It's not very common. I'll yeah, no, it's not it's not common. Just like my name is common, but the way it's spelled, mm-hmm. um, the spelling of it, B-R-Y-O-N, it's not spelled that way. It's usually B-R-Y-A-N or B-R-I-A-N. So mm-hmm. p- the people's minds play tricks on them. So when they see that B-R-Y-O-N, they twist it to Byron and put the B-Y-R. Mm-hmm. And they say Byron, they look right at it. And I said, That's oh, right. no, the R is right <laughs> after the B. That's not Byron. And so, yeah. But amazing. So your organization or the organization that you did, you you found this organization. You're the yes. founder. OK, so yes. when people come to seek help, where do they go to? Do you have a building or do they just look you up? I mean, how does that work? So um, so right now I'm working from home. Obviously, we're uh-huh. very streamlined, but okay. um, we are uh, if you we're available. You can reach us on LinkedIn. So it's the Arkansas nonprofit initiative. Um, And so we have a page on LinkedIn. Um, I also uh, have a page on LinkedIn as well, or you can email me at uh, J Ginocchio. So the letter J, G as in George, I, N as in Nancy, O, C as in Charlie, C as in Charlie, H, I, O, at A, R, nonprofits.com. So, um, but yeah, LinkedIn is probably the easiest place to find us right now as we, um, as we move through our, our startup phase, we're officially launching at the end of the year and, uh, we're very excited about the ability for us to provide technical assistance, uh, trauma awareness and public policy advocacy for nonprofits here. I, I love that. That's just so powerful. I mean, and I'm not just saying that that is just so powerful, um, to, to work on, um, because that, that, that's the root of. Um, I can't say most people, but a lot of people's problems is is trauma, you know, and if you can get somebody to help you um, with guidance, and even if you have done, like you said, the work yourself, you went and saw, uh, you know, therapists and things like that, we could always use um, different perspectives with people that have specialized knowledge in certain things that it, that is intended to, to to heal us and to help us eradicate and to get through, um, you know, certain areas that we've we've struggled with because trauma can be a, a very difficult thing to um overcome if you ever do a lot yeah. of times I, I in my perspective you just learn to cope with it and learn just better ways to offset it because you know it, 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 i've rarely heard of anyone just really just eradicating and digging out the trauma and it's just never there anymore. It's just her ways of being stronger to not allow that, that trauma to overpower, you know, their, their logic and what they know is right. And, and, and just different ways of, 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 of offsetting and dealing with it. But, and I'm talking from my own perspective, you know, there are traumas that I still, um, and I don't want to affirm this because I'm a firm believer of watch what you say. Words are powerful, right. but I'm I'm overcoming still some things. And, you know, and it's, you know, when I first started in my journey, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this. It's going to go away. And that's my, that's my intention still. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's 
little bit more work than I thought it was going to be at first, you know, you know, because a lot of times when you listen to other people and or you read books, it, it, it seems easy, you know, like, yeah. okay, these people, they, they're there. Oh, all they did was did this, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> especially when you have things like you said, um, that affect you in, you know, uh, 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 they're, they're embedded in your, you know, DNA and molecularly and subconsciously and metaphysically. It's just, it's more than you think than just you purposely trying to think about it or not. No, they're, they're, they're in there, you know? Right. And so you have to, you know, um, seek help with people that specialize and know about this, that know that it's in there and it's not just something that you're just doing yourself you know consciously you know so right. that that's amazing and yeah, i would be oh go ahead oh no well i was just gonna say a lot of people think you know what's wrong with me why can't i function in this way why do i respond this way and it's it's you know why can't i control this well it's because you right. don't you can't control it at this moment right it right is, you it's, can't it's it's embedded in your neurology and neurology your that's what response. i was going to say neuralistically no 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 yeah it's in yes. there when you start dealing with that then it's like you, you're dealing with a bigger monster than you thought you were than yes. just thinking that somebody can just tell you how to oh just don't think about it no more right. okay easier said than done <laughs> but once you understand how it works, then you understand and you can name it, right? Once right. you are able to name something, then you can work to address it. And right. we and then we can start understanding how to do it. And and going back to something you said, you know, a lot of people go into therapy and they start making headway and they feel really good and they think that they've okay, I've solved this problem, I've resolved this issue, I've healed from this. And then right. it just comes and punches them right in the face and they're like face. right. Right. That's happened to me. And the thing we have to understand is that it's it's like an onion. We're peeling back layers. And so layers. we reach a level of healing and then that layer peels back and now we're ready for that deeper healing. And that's when our unconscious mind or our triggers or whatever it is brings that back up, right, to us. Right. And it just shows though we have to look at it not as a failure, but as a sign of intense growth and an right. opportunity for continued growth. So I just right. wanted to throw that in there. No, that that's something great that you threw in there because- yeah. And, and one thing that's st stuck out to me um, and you didn't quite articulate it this way, but um, when you're working on things, you you have to identify and name them and shine a light on them before you can work on them. That's why even like with just like, you know, addiction or anything, you're not going to be able to work on that addiction until you admit that until you, you know, or any any other like uh, adversities or perceived problems that you have, you have to know you have them and you have to know what it is and you have to single it out before you can start saying, now I can work on this here, you know? Okay. So that, that, that's amazing, you know, because you, if you don't know it or you're in denial or you figure there's nothing wrong or don't know that, you know, nothing's wrong, you're not going to be, what are you going to work on then? <laughs> you just think, oh, it's just an attitude problem. Or you just think, uh, you know, I'm just like this. It's like, no, you have to, you know, single it out and find out, mm, this is where this come from. And this is what this is. And this is what we're going to work on. And that's, that's just amazing. Jane, yeah, that's right. Jane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I was saying that in my head. I said, if I say her name <laughs> wrong one more time, I'm going <laughs> to get the stop on this show. And we're going to redo the whole thing. No, <laughs> yeah. Janie. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Well, 
Well, and you know, and that's actually part of the framework that I outline in the book that I developed. I call it the A New Me framework. And that's, it's an acronym. It stands for awareness. So bringing into awareness how your experiences have shaped your beliefs and values and behaviors, Um, then naming those limiting beliefs and and associated uh, emotions and and behaviors so that you can start to work to understand them. So that's the you. So understanding um, how they work, how they impact your life and, you know, what you must do to change them and then the m is for meaning so um creating being able to take those positive lessons learned that you should have um gotten from situations um instead of those limiting beliefs and making new meaning out of your life story and rewriting your narrative so that it is one of positive growth and affirmation and learning instead of one of failure and limiting beliefs and of self-sabotage, right? Um, so going back and, and looking at those events and seeing where we can find the healing through finding what we should have learned instead of the limiting belief. Um, and then from there, once you put all of that together, the e, the final E is empowerment. So now you're empowered with skills skills and tools to create the life that you want so sounds good to me thank you very much Janie Genosio right yes a Janie Genosio and I was gonna I don't know why I was gonna mess up that last name and say Genocchio but no Genosio yeah see you gotta I'm just gonna call you JG yes (laughs) (laughs) um but yes that's amazing and I appreciate your your insight and your perspectives and your um, your your wisdom and just your just your testimonies and just amazing just amazing uh, stuff and amazing uh, information and you keep doing what you're doing I already know you know that and just I'm gonna put those links up um, as well I don't know if you sent me the links but if not make sure you send me all the links so that when people watch this or and or listen to it on whatever platforms they can have those links they can just go in the description click on those links and find your organization uh i want to link to your 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 amazing book as well and yes that's that's amazing so any uh fine final ideas or uh i uh, words that you would like to share uh before we conclude this segment um, well, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to chat and get to know you better. And I've had an amazing time and conversation. So thank you so much. Um, and then finally, I guess the, the final thought I would just like to leave everyone is, is that, you know, what that little critical voice inside your head that says that you're whatever un, unworthy, unlovable, um, or says that you can't do that, um, that voice is a liar. And it is keeping you separated from um, who you really are. And so pay attention to that voice, note when it happens and write it down so that you can start to examine and interrogate why those uh, statements and beliefs are coming up for you. Um, I think you'd be surprised at um, what you find. Wow. Amazing. Thank you very much. Hope everyone enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, Janie Genosio, everyone. Thank you very much. Enlightened, Empowered, Evolved. Uh, be sure you hit that like button and or subscribe button on wherever, whatever platform you're viewing this and or listening to it on. And uh, yeah, just share this video, share the audio with everyone. And check out the website as well, uh, 333empower.com. 
See you soon. Love and appreciation to everyone.